Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Azathoth. It was written by Doc Herber, and our game master is John Hook. This is episode 14. Our recap will be given by Stuart Lively as his character, Cornelius Cuthbert. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Stuart? Still reeling from the loss of our friend, Myron Dexter, we gather ourselves with our recovered acquaintance and friend, Philip Baxter, at Myron's old estate. From a night of rest, we travel by train to Helena, Montana, where the trail of this bizarre journey has led us next. The Tuesday Night Academy had built a new observatory nearby and had tracked a new celestial body from it. Would this be the unnatural comet in the stars of the dreamlands, Nemesis? From Helena, we rent a car and drive to the little town of Garrison, where we by chance meet the observ uh, observatory's electrician and lead technician, Edith Thomas. She seems friendly enough, but I believe she might not trust us just quite yet. At the observatory, we meet the other two currently stationed there, both from the Tuesday Night Academy, Dimitri and uh, Vasily, both happy to show off the observatory and what they found so far, as Dimitri calls the new heavenly body his nemesis. They put us up on the site, uh, uh, they put us up on the site house and some of the outbuildings. Before bunking down for the night, however, Dr. Zeno and I discover some odd material, some odd looking papers in German and a book in Latin, Dervmis Mysteries. What will the next day bring? Thank you, Cornelius. All right. Uh, yes, what indeed. Uh, the cabin is uh, set up. Um, and uh, I believe a couple of you guys are also going to bunk in the stables. Uh, and Dimitri uh, lets everyone know to uh, do what you can to stay up as late as possible. And he encourages everyone to sleep in as long as possible because it'll be a long evening uh, tomorrow. But uh, he looks forward to having, uh, having you guys at the observatory uh, as you guys uh, take a look at the heavens and, and see what's uh, get caught up on their, on their latest studies. I'm very fascinated by this book here. It's in Latin. Ah, Latin. Right, perusing it. Um, it's, uh, what does it say? Why don't well, you give me a Latin roll if you want to check sure. that out? All righty. Latin. Here we go. Okay, so I failed my first Latin roll, so it looks like it's taking me a bit. Um, so uh, totally failed, right? You don't want to spin any luck or anything? Yeah, it's 22 luck I missed by. Well, let me have a look at it. I've got some oh, luck. Sure, certainly. 
And yeah. here's these papers as well. Sorry, Chairman. So if if a second player wants to try looking at this immediately in this manner, so with Cornelius, uh, just as he said, even though his his role failed, this would be an extended read for him. He'll be able to to earn this clue, but it's going to take him time. Uh, Dr. Zeno, if you want to try and shorten that time, this will be a pushed roll. All right. That'll extend it if I, if I fail to push. Um, no. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> saying it'll make it harder if, if I fail to push, right? Right. Harder by you're going to damage the book. Oh, well, I'm not going to risk damaging the book. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wait. You're going to uh, let Cornelius uh, just take his time. Right. Oh, I'll, look at, these, the I'll look at the German papers. Okay. I have. Uh, yeah, they're in German. Can you speak German? Um, Can you read I German? Cannot. <laughs> I, I, I have a German. Bit of German Saladin. If you'd like me to have a look. Uh, Professor Baxter has some papers. My accent has suddenly turned to German accent because I said it's about German. Um, There's some papers in here that are written in German. Uh, have a look at these. Certainly. Uh, these are handwritten, is that right? They are handwritten. On yellow sheets, that might make it a little harder. Yeah, I'm going to need time too. Okay. I haven't. I wonder which one of them writes in German. Yeah, or if they inherited them from someone. We don't have any, there are no native German speakers at the Tuesday night society, are there? None that you're aware of. I can't think of any. Well, it's nighttime. I'm going to go to bed. Oh, you said to stay up as late as possible. Yeah. So, you know, um, fill your time as, uh, as best you can. Um, yeah, are, is there anything else in the room that's worth looking at for a while? Uh, unless you brought something with you. No, there doesn't seem to be anything. Uh, well, um, is there any re reason I can't wander around? None. I'll wander around. Okay. Uh, just to uh, to remind everyone, let's uh, let's take a look at the uh, at the grounds that you're on. Uh, Vasily, Dimitri, do you plan to be looking at, uh, through the telescope tonight? Uh, no, not this evening. Tomorrow evening. Today is our final day of, uh, of uh, uh, how you say, weekend rest. So we're, we're reacclimating ourselves for uh, nighttime activities. Where, where is the outhouse on this map? Not listed, but there is an outhouse. Okay, like under the big tree next to the house, maybe. Sure. All right. Probably closer to the stable. Whew. Thank you. You're not going to want be that drinking, too close. If I'm drinking lots of coffee to stay up. I also need to know where that place is. <laughs> we'll say it's the tree that's near the stable. So what's the landscape look like outside? Are we on a mountain? You are in mountainous terrain. Um, and uh, so with that map that I just showed, um, there are um, uh, elevation lines uh, included on that map, although they don't actually uh, uh, annotate the, uh, the grade, you know, 
but it's a you know it's fairly gentle um so the observatory is slightly uphill from where the house is um but yeah it's it's a rolling you know kind of a sloping uh land that you're on in the would, foothills i would like to just find an observation point where i can sit and enjoy nature for a bit this evening before i go back inside how what's the temperature like is it cold is it mild yeah it's uh it's getting cold uh you you know you're you can feel that it'll get uh close to freezing um but uh you know there'll probably be a a, a mist and a frost in the morning that'll burn off fairly quickly but uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty pretty chilly this evening. Uh, as you as you go out and kind of start uh, wandering around, um, why don't you give me a listen roll? Fifteen. That is a um, just regular pass. Okay, and uh, give me a um, natural world roll. Uh, I do not pass that. Okay. You hear a sound that uh, carries uh, faintly. So it's not very, it's not very abrupt. I mean, you, you kind of like had to catch it and, and tune into it. Uh, but you hear a sound carrying on the wind. Uh, but it doesn't, it's not a sound that you recognize. If it had been a wolf, you know, howling at the moon, you would have, re you would have recognized that. If it had been, I mean, maybe this was a bird, but it's really hard to tell what made this sound. You're not quite sure if it was mammal or avian, but there was some strange call I'm on the, going on the wind. Inside because I'm a New York City boy, and I do not like there could be weird things out here. So back inside. <sighs> Dimitri, right. are there strange wild animals out here in the woods? There are many, many animals. There are bear. There are, there is a moose, elk, mm -hmm. deer. Many animals. Do, I, do any of them sound like? <laughs> have you have you had the benefit of of hearing uh, the elk in uh, mating season when really? they are rutting? Oh jeez. Yeah, uh, that's okay. I don't want to meet a rutting elk something quite uh interesting to listen to night terrors yes uh all right um thank you i'm not going back outside tonight is is that coffee almost ready just making the coffee i'll go check i'll go check oh thanks thanks dr saladin well Celie was making dinner so probably or actually i mean the with, with Potbelly stove that we're all sitting around. Yeah. Uh, so anybody can toss on the pot. I feel Zeb that um, you know I like uh, I like sleeping in the cold. It gives me a hearty sleep. But if we're trying to stay up and sleep in, I think a pot of a cup of coffee would be a bad idea. As soon as I roll my sleeping bag into some hay, I think I'll collapse. Travel after all. Yes. Uh, well, lucky for me and. Maybe Cornelius as well, but we tend to struggle sleeping these days anyway. But 
I see what you mean, but hey, it's rather tempting, and I do fear if we don't have a coffee or whatever, we might just fall into a deep, dark sleep. Uh, Dimitri, Vasily, do you know any ghost stories? Sorry. No, uh, I was just going to uh, let Zebedee know. Zebedee, uh, you were reading a Book of Ibon, is that correct? Yes, I am reading. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I'm hearkening back to, I'm trying to kind of catch up. I have a note here to to remind myself about the reading that you would have conducted on the train the couple of days that it took to, uh, to get here by train. Um, in that time, uh, while you have still more of the book uh, to consume, if you so desire, um, you were kind of based on initial skimming, you kind of zeroed in on a certain section to, to gain some info there. And um, you have now uh, gained the spell, uh, the ability to uh, uh, draft Dream Brew. And uh, I would like you to lose um, three sanity and gain three Cthulhu Mythos. Okay. We'll package it up and call it Coke Dream. <laughs> this is oh, rather fascinating as I mumble to myself. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. didn't didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to get that uh, bit of business out of the way. Yeah, he he will be reading. He will keep reading it in all his spare time. He's now it's keeping him like in the zone by reading it. He's forgetting about everything around him. Miss <laughs> Thomas, you have. Uh considerable local experience. What sort of wildlife is one apt to hear on a chill mave in these hills? Well, I, there is the mule Trotsky in the barn. Perhaps Dr. Saladin heard him. Um, and judging by the odd noises, the, the odd impression that Dr. Saladin gave, perhaps a fox as well. They do tend to sound like a woman screaming sometimes when they're in oh. distress. Well, now we know what the fox says. <laughs> Unless I have any other, John, if I know of any other. Uh, no, I think that's perfect. I, I should perfect. like very much to see a fox. I've seen fox fur. It's beautiful. Uh, and speaking of local lore, Miss Thomas, the, um, what was the name of the... Uh, Indian fellow in the in the legend was it Joseph? I do not remember what his name was. I only moved here a few months ago. I'm not overly familiar with the local lore, unfortunately. Oh, did you, you you didn't grow up nearby with your mother? That's a no, no. So. Um, I grew up in Houston. My mother grew up here. And then when my parents divorced, she moved back to the ranch that she grew up in. 
Well, we'll have to ask her then about, I do, uh, whenever I have the opportunity, find myself in an unusual environment, I like to collect local lore. Mm. I was born and raised with a great deal of noise going on all the time outside New York City. Um, in fact, the quiet is almost deafening out here. Can we take a quick break? Sure. I apologize. I hope this doesn't interrupt the game, Tom, and I hope you'll be able to edit this portion out. I will. Okay, thank you. I need to step away just for a sec. Break. Not a problem. I've been here from my pipe this whole time. Deer make some of the strangest, creepiest noises I've ever heard in the woods. The um, We used to have a, a fox that lived outside of my parents' home. And it really did. They, they sound like, like a woman in distress when they, they can make that screaming noise. And coyotes, too. If you've got a bunch of coyotes, they sound like little children playing outside. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what the hell are the little kids playing outside at two in the morning? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> they sound like they're giggling and laughing. But the weirdest one is the deer. When I hear deers, it's just like, that can't be anything related to an animal. <laughs> that weird. Oh, we had a donkey across the street from us, a mule across the street from us that every time he brayed, he sounded like a man being struck by a car in the, in the street. He would go, <laughs> he would go, you'd be sitting there quietly and he would go, ah, <laughs> like that and until you heard until you heard that part you thought some guy had just run over his foot with a tractor or something my my cat would used to chirp at birds he would chirp window. at them oh yeah yeah that, my cats that, do that mm -hmm. yeah i love that that they got like a little clicking noise like yeah yeah yeah, I, I can trick my cats by turning on uh, cat TV on, on a big screen and have birds flying around on the TV and they're all like doing just that. <laughs> you know, there's a, a universal distress sound in, in the bird kingdom that sounds kind of like shh. And bird, bird watchers will go out and make that noise because oddly enough, birds will come to see what the danger is. <laughs> Before we get started, I had a question. What did you guys, so I, I spoke with um, Dr. Long on the phone. What was the reasoning they gave for wanting to visit the observatory? I, they gave us anyway. I, I told you that I am a, uh, I'm an astronomer and physicist with Miskatonic University and a member of the academy, and I want to see what you're working on. Gotcha. I'm curious about the observatory. That's plus, what I said, and plus, I just brought people with me. <laughs> Plus, we're it was all, funded by the Tuesday night group. Sure, yeah. And right. yeah, most we're of them are members. members. Yeah. Three of us are three of us are members. And then we have the two nut jobs that accompany us. <laughs> we are not. I am not a nut job. I was I'm just an ordinary man. <laughs> How much sanity do you have over there left, Josh? I have 17 sanity left. 
All he has to do is listen to what I tell him, and he'll be fine. Now, now, exactly. Now, question for the keeper. Yes. Um, as uh, Zeb and I have gone, you know, all the way back to the trenches, um, I know him pretty well. Do, do I? Am I noticing him slowly coming unhinged, or is this so slow that it doesn't? Yeah, I'm not catching this. Yeah. Yeah, you would you are seeing noticeable changes. Noticeable behavioral changes. I'm not wearing a tie anymore. Ever since the dream. <laughs> I'm yeah. not wearing a tie either. Oh, we are the nut jobs. Okay. I have returned. I apologize for the <clears throat> short okay. unexpected break. Well, if if there's nothing particular to do, we might sit around and chat this evening and then eventually go to bed. Dr. Saladin, tell me, what, what sort of doctor are you? Well, it's more of an uh, honorary title. I studied at the Miskatonic University. I was a professor there. And uh, you could say it was more of a, in a philosophical sort of sense. Uh, University has a very large collection of occult literature. Um, so I taught metaphysics and uh, esoteric philosophies. And, um, but I also saw that there, was, there were means to justify them with science. So uh, I also became very interested in astron astrology and astronomy and various Asian uh, systems of, of studying it. Uh, that's where I came into contact with Dr. Long. Um, Dr. Long, to his credit, is an extremely good scientist. But if it doesn't have numbers attached to it, then he's not interested. And do you all share the same academic interest that brought Dr. Long here? Or do each of you have a different? Just to some extent, yes. I think so. Um, there, your um, uh, Dimitri's nemesis uh, has been noticed uh, by us already, mm. uh, all the way back on the—I mean, where we were on the East Coast—and uh, we were just interested in finding out more. Also, as a founding member of the Tuesday Night Academy, I have uh, certain responsibilities in terms of where communal funds have gone and whatnot, you know, being so greatly distant, it's hard to imagine precisely how uh, things are being put to use. And I must say the facility is very impressive. And we're certainly not here to interfere in any, in any means. Uh, if we're in the way, please just... Oh no, it's, we so rarely get visitors. It's nice to see some new faces. It's very Just peaceful. me and Dimitri and Vasily here half the time and gets a little dull. Edith, um, because you live here, mm -hmm. um, and this is a pretty um, bare bones cabin, um, most of anything that would be considered um, modern conveniences and modern equipment is located in the observatory. You're, you have uh, become um, accustomed and, and trained yourself to just kind of 
keep an ear open for a certain tone mm. and um and you hear that squelch now coming from the observatory which is telling you that uh someone is trying to contact the observatory via the uh shortwave radio and it's inside the observatory the radio is okay. inside the observatory but you you guys keep that volume loud enough so that if someone mm -hmm. starts kind of doing the squelch you know kind of like a chirp, chirp, right, uh, right. that chirp you hear it usually more often than not uh you you will hear it in the uh, cabin well, and you hear it now as one oh, who's been someone's... spending his time pouring over those papers that's uh that is very loud in here. uh yes so that would have <laughs> <laughs> that would have been for anyone who's in the observatory that would have been quite startling to out of nowhere hear that uh hear that uh that radio kind of start squelching oh that i believe someone's trying to contact us on the radio gentlemen if you'll excuse me for just a moment and i'll go uh see what's going on uh so when you get to the radio uh hank buffington uh from the uh from the general store post office you know pretty much the 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 main post uh there in uh garrison uh he's on the line and uh he says uh edith good i'm glad i got a hold of you um just wanted to ask you uh have you have you seen or heard from sylvia today um you know mm -hmm. she's she's uh she's got some outstanding credit and I wouldn't bring it up if it wasn't anything. It's just she had said she was going to come into town today. I just I haven't seen her, um, and I didn't know if you weren't too busy. I know you you have guests, uh, but it might be worth looking in on her. Yeah, uh, sure, Hank. I'll I'll do that, and I'm sorry about that. Not a problem. Not a problem. I just you know look looking out for neighbors. That's all. Thanks, Hank. How late at night is it? Um, I mean, it's still uh, early comparatively. Okay. So, you know, it's only probably um, 7, 30, 8 o'clock. And is that typical of Sylvia to let a balance go um, unpaid? Not usually. Mm, okay. That's odd. Maybe I should go check on her then. Everything all right um hank at the general store hasn't heard from my mother and um that's unusual for her she doesn't live far i might go drive and, and go see if she's all right don't mind if i accompany you yeah no, of course of course um take a break from from this <laughs> these charts you've collected this and, uh, if any of your um fellow companions want to join us they're welcome to it should just be a short visit. Um, I'll just go down to the house and tell them, you know, uh, gentlemen, I will be back within an hour or two. I'm going to go check on my mother in the neighboring ranch and make sure that she's doing okay. Uh, if any of you would like to join me, you're more than welcome to. Um, otherwise, I leave you in the company of Dimitri and Vasily. And of course, okay. I'll let Dimitri and Vasily know. Thank you so much, Edith. Uh, I'll I'll stay and read, but if there's anything I can help with, uh, just uh, let me know. Is, is Dr. Long going with you? Yes. All right. I'll stay then. Sorry. 
Yeah, I think I'll come along as well. I could use some diversion and don't have such uh, engaging texts as. So, Watch out for the foxes. Mm. I would, I would come along, but I'm a little preoccupied. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, shall we be off then? All right, you guys jump into uh, Eve's truck and uh, head on down the way. It only takes about 15 minutes uh, to get down there. Uh, her ranch uh, is downhill from you, and uh, uh, the road, you know, the really the trail uh, kind of comes to, to her ranch area and then heads south to Garrison. Uh, so as you follow the trail, you get to the ranch uh, or to what is Sylvia's ranch and you turn off the trail and go onto her property and starting start heading uh, towards her home. Um, and it takes a little while uh, to get there, uh, but you get around a bend and um, and and uh, Dr. Long and uh, Professor Baxter, uh, you guys um, are able to, since it's just the three of you, you're all able to sit inside the cab, which is good because it's a little, cool. it's getting cooler outside. Uh, but you guys uh, are really enjoying the view, you know, as it's starting to turn dark. The sun has already uh, gotten behind the mountain range, uh, but um, the, the sky still has just, you know, streaks of, of uh, orange light uh, still remaining. And, uh, and you guys can see from this particular uh, lighting effect, uh, just the very uh, dramatic uh, depth of the, of, the, of the mountainside, the forested mountainside. And, uh, and you, you can see even that uh, fire tower, it kind of it stands out starkly against the, uh, the shadow of the, of the mountains um high 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 up on its uh, stilted legs uh but there's just a that white speck of light uh elevated up there does uh, anyone but, i'm sorry no go ahead uh, does anyone man the fire tower like um full time yeah yeah, yeah. there's um uh you know it's uh, under the the rangers um, mm, okay. purview so and there is a uh a, a ranger uh, by the name of uh strangely last name but his last name is marshall but he's not a marshall he's a he's a ranger um uh, but uh, bob marshall is uh, okay. is up there um so yeah you guys uh get on to uh, sylvia's mm -hmm. ranch and um the truck is pulling up to her uh cabin and um here come her dogs if and it just it didn't even occur to you to uh uh, to mention this, but uh, two large uh, Doberman uh, pinchers uh, come racing up to the truck, uh, but they race up to the passenger side door, not the driver's door. And uh, they're jumping and barking and just, you know, each one, one at a time. So there's constantly a, a, a barking and biting uh, Doberman head right outside the passenger's uh, window of the truck uh as as you guys come to a stop oh i see the ranch has a has a proper greeting committee uh, i'm so sorry i forgot about these dogs if you want to wait 
in here for just a second. I'll try to wrangle them and, and put them in the barn or something like that. Um, I I'm didn't bring any steak. I, I forgot. <laughs> so I'll try to, you know, just wrangle them away, put them, put them somewhere safe so they don't jump all over the uh, Dr. Long, Professor Baxter. And they are, once you're outside of the truck, they mm -hmm. catch your smell. They totally know you. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a done deal. Uh, <laughs> and so just by holding their collars, um, the gentleman can get out of the truck and with just a couple of commands, you're, you're able to kind of subdue the dogs enough to where they're not going to be just so quite so hyper. Uh, okay. so now they, they get the sense that, you know, they, they they've got they've got papers right you know they they have a uh, permission to be uh, uh in this territory <laughs> right now right right uh you know <laughs> diplomatic immunity if you will are so, the lights on in the ranch yes the uh, okay. the cabin her cabin uh, is lit right now um uh go ahead and uh, all three of you can give me a listen roll well stepping out of the cab uh I'm just before you forget it uh Baxter, we, uh, we may want to consider uh, talking to that the, the fire watch. I wonder if they saw any of the uh, meteor shower and if anything hit out there. Yes, they'd be they'd be in a perfect position to spot something like that and be concerned about starting fires. So definitely oh, a visit. An extreme success. Yeah. I was not successful. Where are we all? Oh, the the listen. Okay, <laughs> uh, I was like, "What are you really rolling?" Yeah. Um, all right. So, with the extreme success, uh, Professor Long, uh, you hear uh, someone who is clearly on the other side of the cabin uh, seems to be doing some kind of labor. Uh, it's uh, indiscriminate on this side, but there's activity happening on the other side of the cabin. Oh, I, I believe I hear somebody on the other side of the of the cabin. Does she live alone or does she have like ranch hands? She's alone. Okay. Oh, that that has to be her then. I, there's no one else here. Let's go. Let's go see what she's doing. All right. So you uh, and her cabin is uh, equally as small as the one that you guys are are in up at the uh, observatory. So it takes nothing to to walk around it. Uh, and so as you get to the other side of the cabin, there's a back door standing open and her pickup truck is uh, parked right by the back door. And uh, sure enough, uh, Sylvia is there uh, manhandling um, crates of, uh, they, they, they look like apple boxes, uh, but she's handling these apple boxes and that are uh, filled with, you know, large heads of lettuce in this one, uh, this one has got, you know, uh, is filled with apples. Um, you know, there's, there's two of the apple ones, um, you know, and there's more of these, of these just full, full crates of uh, fruits and vegetables um, that she's uh, taking from uh, her, her, the kitchen area of her cabin and uh, hoisting them up into the bed of her truck. And uh, so as you guys come around the corner and, and see her and the dogs, you know, race up with you and everything, she's like, huh, Edith, what, what, what are you doing here? Who are your friends? 
Mother, this is Dr. Long and Professor Baxter. They're here to um, tour the observatory. What are you doing? Hank said that you haven't settled your bill in a couple of days. That's unusual for you. I'll get to Hank. Don't, don't, he shouldn't have called you. That it just it's it's not you know it's none of your business. And and I, I'm doing what I'm doing. I always what, have and what, always will. What are you doing? Nothing. It's nothing. I, I'm. What what can I? What are you doing here? What can I help you with? I was concerned when Hank gave me a call, so I decided to come and check and make sure you're all right. I, you know, I worry about you. You're living out here by yourself. I'm fine. I'm fine, Edith. I don't need you. You don't need me. You're a grown woman. Now, you and your friends, thank you for visiting. Now, please be off with you. You, you she, could use uh, a hand with some of those uh, baskets or sacks. I'm quite fine. Thank you very much. And you can see Edith, um, or not Edith, <laughs> Sylvia. Um, Sylvia seems like a uh, quite the sturdy woman um uh, she seems uh very well built uh she's uh you know a little older um and but you can see you know just the lines on her face are 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 just very she's got a strong face very strong features you know long her hair's you know turning silvery white um but uh yeah she seems uh quite fit uh and uh so she's like, now you just, you know, all you just go on, get, I don't need anyone here. Get on by by myself. Just fine. So, 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 so sorry to, uh, to be bothering you, but we were, we were uh, informed recently that there was a meteor shower not too long ago. Uh, did you just so happen uh, to see if any debris uh, fell in the area? I. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen anything. You can make it a, a psychology or a psych, psych, psychology. I was going to say psychoanalysis. No. Oh, that's a lot of luck to spend. <laughs> I'm having uh, some angry dice as well. Uh, spend the six. six Should I roll as well, uh, John? Certainly. Or? Yes, okay. absolutely. In fact, you can have a bonus die. Okay. No. All right. I'm spending the 16 luck. <laughs> All right. Well, now your character is as positive as the player that she is lying. She is withholding all truth. I, uh, surely, uh, this was, this is just the other, a few nights ago, if I'm not mistaken, it would have been very visible. Are, are you sure you didn't see anything? I don't even know what I'd be looking for. I, something falling from the sky. We see shooting stars all the time out here. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those all together. Um, maybe, but I, I, I think they fell, you know, way on the other side of the ridge, really, really far away. Mother, can we look around and see if there's anything that would be of interest to these gentlemen? Look around? What do you mean, Edith? 
just just look around the property for a few minutes see if there's anything that would pique their interest from this meteor shower um she seems to to she kind of looks up at the sky and she's like fine you can have five minutes look around to your heart's content and then and then be gone be all gone right in five all minutes. right Ma- all right mother all right all right well, gentlemen, I don't know what you're looking for, but take your time. She's crabby, but I can deal with her. She, uh, what, what normally, once we're out of earshot, does she raise on this property? She, you know, cattle, goats? Um, sheep, but that was a long time ago. Uh, Edith will tell you that uh, it was a sheep ranch many, many, many years ago. But as times went tough, all the sheep were sold off. Then they went to uh, uh, gardening. But then as times got tough and the gardens couldn't be upkept, it has just basically uh, become a, a, a fallow ranch. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing. It's not a, really even a working ranch at all. Um, Sylvia has apparently, according to Edith, Sylvia has aspirations to turn into a horse ranch. Um, but she hasn't even gone so far as to erect uh, a stable that would be large enough for for horses, um, let alone have any horses uh, uh, here. So, so at the current moment, it's uh, it's just a very large private property. <laughs> All right, I, I, it's just such an odd thing. I, I mean, why would she lie to us? If she saw something fall, I mean, they're just meteorites. And where is she going in a hurry? I mean, with perishable goods. She's not going on an overnight to visit a cousin. Or a farmer's market, uh, you know, after dark or something. But I I want to survey just close to the house. I don't want to get too, too far out there. But I am just going to survey for some kind of impact. Okay. Creators and whatnot. The sure. direction that Sylvia indicated of the ridge, is that toward where we're staying in the observatory? Is it in the opposite direction, uphill or down? Yeah, uh, she was indicating um, basically downhill and southwest of your current position. Of course, the mountains have a, have a, a general north-south you know, run to them. And you guys are in the foothills on the east side of the of this ridge, um, and so she's saying to the south and west, over the ridge, that's where she's saying it fell. So if she pointed us that way. What what do you think, Long? The opposite direction. <laughs> well, I mean, my only my only thought is that it uh, is it fell close. Um, Miss Thomas, not to be personal, is your mother uh, prone to strange excitations? She's just a stubborn old woman, to be honest. Um, I've never known her to be strange. She certainly doesn't have her heads in the cloud or anything like that. Always very practical, stern, just that that's just the way she is. Well, I, if it did f- fall anywhere close, I mean, we're in in clear sight of that fire watch 
I wonder if they know where it fell. Are they, can you, can we contact them over the radio or is there a way to drive up there? Do you know, Edith? I'm assuming they have a radio at the fire watch. You're aware that they would have a radio. Uh, you could probably, if you don't know it, I'm sure Hank Buffington would know mm -hmm. what their uh, frequency is. Um, and you are aware that obviously the ranger has to drive up there. So you sure. are aware that there is a trail, uh, you know, a four by four vehicle trail that leads up to the base. Um, uh, though you yourself have never personally been there mm -hmm. you you just know that it does exist you know, right uh, I, bob marshall drives up there and and goes up you know i don't know what the proper protocol is because i mean we have to stay up late anyway right i mean we're out of course we don't it, we could always give bob a call see what he says hail him on the radio see if uh see if he answers if you're feeling like um, this is something you want to do tonight, then I can certainly help you with that. I'm loath to trespass any fur further on your mother's good graces. She seems agitated at the yeah, moment. Let's, let's, I, I agree with you there, Baxter. Let's, uh... Is Long and Baxter going to do any searching of the grounds? Yes. Okay. Um, if Long and Baxter are searching the grounds. Um, uh, Miss Thomas, do you have any ideas um, on what you want to be doing at this moment? I'm going to try to talk to Sylvia, see if I can get any more information out of her. Okay. Maybe a fool's errand, but we'll see. All right. Uh, so uh, we'll have uh, Baxter and Long do uh, spot hiddens with uh, penalty dice because of the darkness, the growing shadows, and and depth of those shadows uh edith you uh head around back to the backside again and it and it looks like um sylvia is uh pushing what looks like her last crate into the bed of the truck and she lifts the tailgate and uh and gets it uh, uh shut okay um i'm gonna try to just approach like gently like like mother what would you at least tell me what you're doing with all of this produce? Are you taking it to market or something? She looks at the produce. She says, yes, I, 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 I'm going to be taking it to market. I just needed to be dropping it off. We're going to make a run tonight. Just uh, listen, don't, don't worry about it. Dear, I'm fine. I, I'm, I'm glad that you came out. I appreciate you coming out, but I'm fine. Hank can just mind his own business. I, I, I'm, I'm good. Why don't money, you let me settle your bill? Let me settle your bill with Hank. Stop it, Edith. I don't need your money. You just mind your own business. Now, excuse me for a moment. And you can see her stomping off towards the outhouse. Uh, I'm going to take a look at the produce crates. It, it does seem like it is just like crates and crates of produce. Crates and crates, like yeah. crates and crates of produce. Nothing seems out of the ordinary um other than she's loading crates of produce well yeah in sure. the, okay uh beyond that um <laughs> uh, uh oddity in and of itself um yeah the fruit seems fine and she does she grow that like is her ranch a farm is she growing this produce nope, she she had to she had to have purchased this because 
she's the only one here on this uh, ranch. It's no longer, as you know, no mm-hmm. longer a working ranch. It's over the years slowly been just kind of, you know, going fallow and, you know, no more ranch hands or anybody. Right, Nobody right. works here anymore. It's just uh, Sylvia and her dogs. And um, what or when when and where is this uh, farmer's market? I, I'm assuming I would know that. Right. Um, uh, so, yeah, there are different, uh, not really a farm. I mean, because Hank Buffington has the mercantile, okay. which is where she, she had to have bought this. So, you know, maybe she's going to take it to some out of town place or maybe, you know, there's enough mm-hmm. fruit and vegetables here to for several families is she distributing it to families so this is all just very strange is it in, is it seasonal fruit like is this all in season it is all in season okay hmm. so anything that i said it's seasonal despite it, what i said very strange uh yeah anything else while sylvia is uh, away Mm, no i can't think of anything okay and it looks like the gentleman looks like they came up into handed as well yeah, the, uh, it's just really really dark you know right that now. joke about the uh the anthropologist and the astrophysicist looking around a farm at night yeah. that go to classic turns it holds true <laughs> holds true holds true uh okay well fantastic then uh so edith you uh you just kind of stand the dogs are uh, kind of you know sniffing at your hand when uh, sylvia is uh uh walking back up from the outhouse and she goes all right now time for you and your friends to get and uh, she goes over to uh her cabin and just opens up the back door and uh, she goes daisy duke get in here and the two dogs just they just run in and then she pulls the door shut and uh uh, nice painting, madam. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you too. Edith. And uh, she gets in her truck and fires it up and just she just starts driving away. Very well. Uh, gentlemen, if we want to contact Bob over at the fire tower, um, I suppose we should get back to the observatory unless there's something else you want to do here while we're here. Oh, I, I think I don't it's, know how... I mean, we didn't, we didn't even bring torches, so... Yeah, it's, it's difficult much we to can look. do here. I mean, unless we enter her house and she brought fragments in with her, but that's a stretch and a violation of her privacy, so... I'm very curious as to where she's taking all that food, but I imagine uh, it would be rather hard to follow her unobtrusively mm-hmm. in your truck on the mountain roads. Yeah, do you I mean... think she could have found something and, and kept it? I, I She was... I mean... She, well, she directed us like to go beyond the ridge, uh, you know, way mm-hmm. away. She, I mean, it very, and again, it's such a, it's just such a damn odd thing to lie about. I agree. I don't suppose I have a key to the, her house, do I, John? Uh, well, nobody locks their doors out here. Um, despite the fact that it's 1927, it's BFE Montana. Fair. Nobody's locking any doors. You know, I think I'm a little concerned that she didn't feed her dogs. Uh, I'm going to go inside and make sure that they're well-fed 
if there is anyone, if, if either you like to join me, you're more than welcome to come inside. Um, are, are there any neighbors? Does she have any neighbors? No, it's just her on this road. No, yeah, it's just her on this road. <laughs> the observatory and the fire tower are her nearest neighbors, and okay. those are each you know two three miles away. Yeah, I thought so. You know, and then getting back into Garrison proper. I mean, that was that was a drive, right? I mean, that was almost an hour or so mm -hmm, sure. to get out of here. So it was quite a distance with with no one between maybe maybe a couple of little farms, but those mm -hmm. farms were were on the just on the outskirts, you know, of Garrison. They were touching Garrison. Oh, so I... once you got out past Garrison, it was, you know, it was a stretch before anybody. Could all this produce be the reason why she has a bill to settle with Hank? It's, I don't know if Hank has this much produce. She yes. would have had to yep. clean him out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But why would she buy it from she Hank ordered. and then turn around and sell it? It is very strange. Well, and sell it, sell it where? Where is she going to get? Before, I mean, you'd have to leave town. Hank is the only store around, right? But go, where is yeah. she going to get and then sell it for a profit? What's it's, it, this is concerning. I'm going to just take a look around her house, make sure that everything looks like it's in order okay uh, yeah absolutely um so yeah you can you can go through either the front or the back door they're they're both unlocked mm -hmm. um and a gentleman i assume uh, accompanying her um so uh, you guys go into the house uh, so before we uh take that scene i just want to come back to the to the folks who have stayed at the observatory um do y'all have any, uh, anything, any, any uh, actions or anything that you want to pursue? Well, you've, you've said there's not really anything else to do. I suppose we'll find a set of cards and play some cards. Okay. Um, uh, and so, drink some uh, vodka with uh, Dimitri. Yeah, yeah. Dimitri and Vasily, uh, they're, they're uh, eager to spend some time with the new faces um uh, it looks like uh, zebedee and cornelius are going to be uh, doing some some deep reading i might i might give my eyes a, a brief rest just stroll around the house but then go right back to reading again okay all right boys the name of the game is follow the queen <laughs> put your pennies on the table and uh the, the Russians just look at you like, hmm, what? I do not understand. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, Dimitri says, uh, uh, so, Dr. Saladin, yes? yes? Yes, that's correct. Yes, what, so what brings you to, uh, to, to our great observatory? Well, it's really, uh, it's really Frederick who came. Uh, I, uh, I came along with him. He's, uh, one of my close associates, he uh, keeps me apprised of the position of the stars in the sky. Mm, mm. Yes, yes, it is a it is a fine, fine uh, uh, occupation and, and passion. It's a calling in life, if you will. Mm. It's one I mean, that uh, it calls to my heart as well. And for tens of thousands of years, people have governed their entire lives based on the position of the stars and the planets mm. and certainly we've learned something from it all 
Yes, yes. Well, we we see the 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 beginnings of the universe, and, and the uh, end. Is, yes, very. There are many. There are much in the heavens for philosophers to uh, debate. But I am. I am. But a man of science, in fact. It's well, what... very interesting. We we saw. Uh, we recently observed uh, the, uh, the the meteor shower, and uh, yeah, it's oh, very yes. interesting. Uh, do you think any of it uh, landed anywhere nearby? I feel confident that uh, some did, but uh, uh, how does one distinguish between a rock and a meteor? Mm, yeah. Yes. Uh, there. There are. There are. Uh, some who have uh, uh, done so and, and collected uh, such rocks, I, I, I have a bit of a passion for it myself. I, I've tried looking, but I, I haven't been able to find it. I, but who knows? It, it must be out there. Well, I, I imagine it must have some sort of property that's different than rocks from Earth. Perhaps with a microscope, one could find it. Hmm. Yes, yes. Have, have you done much readings on on the on the uh, meteors? Well, I mean, there are there are earthly religions that revolve around meteors. Um, the uh, the Mohammedan people, the Islamic people, have a large meteorite uh, in their holy place in Mecca, which they encircle. Uh, one imagines God th throwing rocks down at the earth. Um, I personally am a believer that the universe is a steady state. I'm not sure I go for this newfangled idea that uh, it's expanding or contracting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do. Uh, I think the evidence is there that... Uh, the universe is expanding. It uh, it is ever growing, ever growing. Yes, for sure. What uh, have you ever? Uh, are there meteorites in museums? Surely there must be something that's hit and people have dug it up. Yes. Yes. Well, um, uh, this is. Let me share something with you, if I will, mm -hmm. if I may. And uh, and so he goes into uh, into into the room that he's using as a bedroom, and uh, he comes out with a uh, Manila folder. Um, and as he lays it on the table and he opens up the folder, uh, it's just filled with uh, newspaper clippings, uh, articles that he's pulled out. And he's he's you know just kind of going through the whole handful of stacks here, uh, and you can see that uh, they all have a variety of of um, they seem to have variety of of state and age to them. Some look a little uh, maybe newer, a little more crisp. Um, some seem uh, much more frail, probably a little older. And uh, and so he's kind of you know sheafing through uh some of these uh clippings and uh he finds two 
that he wants to show you and he's just like he's looking at the rest of the handful and he's kind of you know flipping them back and forth like eh, eh. and he's he's basically you can tell that he's he's judged um that they are not worthy and that these two are worthy uh, so he just kind of lets the the rest of them. It's not a giant, but it's a few, and he right. just lets those flop into the folder, and he he slams the folder closed on those dismissively, and kind of sets the folder off to the side. And he takes these two articles, puts them on the table, and, and pushes them uh, forward to you. This is from the Helena something. The Helena the Star. Helena Star. Strange sunset meteor. This morning, several residents reported seeing a strange shooting star last night. All placed the meteor above the mountains north of Garrison. Eyewitnesses uniformly described it as a glowing green object hurtling to Earth around 10 p.m. Searches were initiated early this morning, according to local townsfolk, but so far nothing has been found. Hmm. Interesting. That would be near here. Yes, yes, that was that was just the other day. Yes, that was just the other day. But I've also found uh, this uh, this more historical uh, document uh, quite interesting. Uh, near Arkham, uh, meteor discarded, discovered near Arkham. Uh, yes, the discovery yes. of a strange glowing meteorite was announced today by Professor uh, Hargett of Miskatonic University. A team of scientists examined the object, which had fallen upon the property of Nahum Gardner. Samples were taken from the mysterious stone and returned to the university for testing. No conclusions have been drawn about the strange meteorite. Professor Hargate uh, noted that the substance of which the meteorite is formed seemed to evaporate over time, leaving no trace. No doubt further discoveries about the mysterious object are forthcoming. Yes, this Very one is odd. over. This one is over. Uh, over forty years old. What does he mean that it evaporated? I, I, I can only assume it, he means quite literally. I, I'm having a hard time understanding. I, I don't know. I, I'm not particularly good at physics. Are there chemicals that are solid? until exposed to air and then they evaporate there are many instances of of uh, uh, substances that can change their their physical state uh, water mm. can freeze or become steam right. uh, maybe there's something um, alien that but, can do something similar well aren't all meteorites alien <laughs> Yes, I see. Um, You're a very clever man, yes. But I suppose there could be an element that we're not aware of that goes from solid to gaseous uh, without liquefying in between. That very be interesting. So they don't have any samples of it. It was, it evaporated. Yes, the Arkham article. Uh, that was uh, many, many years ago. And, uh, but... Uh, it uh, it's it. I, I hold on to this article because it it illustrates the uh, the absolute uh, alienness that that can be uh, discovered by such by such celestial objects as they fall from the heavens. Indeed. But uh, yes, I've been 
unable to track down the uh, the meteorite that has fallen. But well, are there any large craters that have occurred? Should we haven't. We? Yes, uh, there have been a few uh, residents from uh, Garrison, and, and even uh, some from the uh, uh, from the Park, uh, Park Society that have come up and. Uh, we've been searching through the through the mountain woods, uh, but no impact crater uh, has been discovered. So, well, perhaps it's not large enough to create one. Hmm. I imagine so. if it's small yeah. enough, it's going to slow down in the atmosphere and just be like a rock falling out of the sky. Hmm. True. It, it, there's always the possibility that uh, it continued to burn and. Uh, and while we Evaporated, saw, yeah, yeah, it could have uh, uh, completely burned away before striking the Earth. Well, I certainly my fears that we want, will never know. I, I certainly wouldn't want to be outside and see something coming straight at me from outer space. <laughs> indeed, indeed, there are more mysteries in the universe than are dreamt of in our philosophies. And he he pours uh, a, a thick shot of mm -hmm. vodka two of them slams slams one in front of you <laughs> i shall drink to that Lachayim. <laughs> uh all right so let's take the camera back to uh sylvia's ranch uh edith philip and frederick are inside sylvia's cabin uh, and it's you know uh, lit well enough. Uh, it's a you know, a small cabin, um, uh, lit well enough from uh, uh, lanterns, you know, covered lanterns, you know. So there's no just open candles about, and uh, and the dogs uh, seem to have plenty of food. Uh, there's a couple of bowls each heaped with uh, canned dog food that had been opened up and plopped into those bowls, and a couple of uh, well full. Uh, water bowls so the dogs seem to be quite content um as the gentlemen enter the cabin there is uh, some low uh rumbling of growling but uh, they quickly uh return their attention in uh, full force to their bowls um, watching sylvia's truck drive away she went down the hill toward garrison uh give me a spot hidden and because of of uh, headlights and taillights you can have a bonus die good because the first roll was a 78 and the second one is a 28 and a success a hard success uh phil as you're watching sylvia's truck driving away uh you can see that she kind of gets to the edge of her property where you guys have come in and you can see that her truck paused and then she turned her lights off and that startled you at first like why did she turn her lights off and then just with some of the very bare ambient lighting uh as the as it is getting darker almost noticeably you can you're almost able to watch the uh the orange fade um but yeah, there was a little bit of a of a gleam on metal and she turned her truck and is actually heading uphill higher into the uh, mountain, higher into the forest uh, with her lights off. 
both being stealthy and going away from any possible place to legitimately sell a truck full of produce. Um, so and when I go inside, yes. Oh, I have to bring this up, but is it in the opposite direction of where she told us the meteorite fell? It is. Yeah, I don't think we should stay very long. If she, uh, again, Ms. Thomas, I apologize for intruding in your no, family no, no, circumstance no. I, this way. I'm very concerned, actually. This is, Sylvia's always been a certain way, but this seems out of character for her. And so, Edith, you may make a spot in, or, or and, and uh, Frederick, if you so desire, uh, since Philip was looking out the window and watching uh, uh, Sylvia drive away, you guys can make standard spot hidden inside the cabin. I got a 35, which is a standard success. No success. Uh, as you guys are looking around, uh, Frederick, um, you do see in the kitchen, um, there, was, uh, there was a coffee uh, mug sitting on uh, what looked like some folded paper and you realize that that folded paper uh, is actually uh, a map. Um, and as you move the coffee mug, you can see that it's a map of the area, general area of the um, garrison, town of garrison, the, uh, the mountain range here. It's almost like it's a, it's a portion of a, like a surveyor's map. And... Um, do you have uh, any kind of cartography or anything like that? Give me a natural world. Give me a natural world. Natural world or navigation. I'll take either of those. And I'm navigating, but I do have natural world. All right, 52. I'm spending two more points of luck. We'll get that down to a 50 solo pass. All right. Burning through my luck tonight. Um, so you um, are reading this map, this survey map, and you're like, we're here. And based on what Philip said, she seems to be driving here. And as your fingers kind of tracing, just kind of randomly kind of just continuing in the direction that she seemed to be driving, not too far off the mark. So you had to slide a little bit to the right. Um, you see there's a small uh, penciled circle on this uh on this um, map it's, it's it's faded here there's a bit of a coffee stain i almost missed it but look here she circled something and it looks like it's in it's it looks like it's in a ridge that's uh, not too far north from here why would she take a truck full of produce to a ridge that doesn't make any sense does everything seem in order in her house like there's not okay yeah. Yeah, everything else seems pretty pretty standard. And uh, Miss Thomas, she, there was only produce in the truck. She didn't pack a bag for a, an escape. I don't. I didn't even think to look in the cab. All I saw was produce. How much food did she give the dogs? Is this regular, or did she like gave them enough for it? She'll be gone for a while. It's a heaping bowlful. They're big dogs. They are big dogs. And they seem to be scarfing through it pretty quick. Hmm. What do you two think? Well, Should she we... seems to know where this is. Right. I don't know if she'll miss this map too much. She's using it as a coaster. Right, exactly. 
Um, should we should we go there? I know that you both have a, an interest in all of this. Well, if if there is a stone there, then we should stop back at the observatory and get some get equipment to retrieve it. Yes, you know, some shovels sure. and, and stuff. But I agree. I don't see no reason not to go out there. And Very well. So it's a, it's 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 between is it between Sylvia's and the observatory or between the observatory and the and how far along the ridge is it from the track, which is not much of a track. So as you look at this map, um, um, if you will, um, Sylvia's. If you think about the letter Y, Sylvia's ranch is um, at the at the junction of where the two forks go up to the left and right for the letter y um so if sylvia's ranch is at that junction the observatory is uh towards the end of the right fork and the fire tower is towards the end of the left fork but the little circle um that's on this map um puts it almost in the middle between those two branches of the letter y uh and up so yeah so it's you know kind so of she'll like have that. to stop her truck and haul all that produce to the i mean is it a maybe this represents a cave she found and it's totally unrelated but you know why would she be why, why fresh produce that's not gonna keep why the secrecy why the produce i don't this is very odd i'm concerned um I agree. I, we shouldn't be stumbling around in the dark. We should go back to the observatory, fetch some lanterns and things. Maybe our companions, if they want to join us. and Maybe we can actually put Xenos to some good use. <laughs> He's good with a shovel. He's good with a cane, too. Well, very well. I, I think we should head in that direction, then. Dimitri right, so will guys... be happy. We won't be going to sleep early. You guys get back into the truck and start heading to the observatory? Yes, yes, to get some supplies and let everyone else know what's going on. Okay. Um, Frederick, just you. If you would please give me a spot hidden. Ooh, 57 is scraping by on a pass. <laughs> Uh, so you guys, it's a it's a fifteen minute drive from Sylvia's back to the observatory. So you guys get in the truck, you start driving away. You're five minutes out. You're five minutes out of the uh, out of Sylvia's ranch. You're ten minutes away from the observatory. Edith is driving, um, and uh, uh, you know Frederick, you and Philip are just kind of looking around and still pondering, you know, the events that, that are kind of unfolding. Um, and as you look over your shoulder, kind of out the, uh, the back of the window of the truck, um, Phil, or, uh, Frederick, you see a man. Oh, there but you, maybe it's a, I don't know. It, it almost seems like it's a figment of your imagination. Uh, because this figure, this man-like, this man figure, looks exactly like the albino 
Native American that you were pursuing in the uh, library of Ulthar. So as the truck is going by, you're in the truck, you're looking out the back window, you're, you're, you're receding away from him. He's standing uh, near the trees and uh, you can see that he was looking at you and at the truck. And then he turned his attention northward and started walking on foot into the forest, deeper into the forest northward, which again, northward is also the direction that Sylvia went. You don't have visibility to him now. It was momentary. And the vehicle that you're in is still moving. So it was just like, oh my God. Oh my God, there is he is. Is this a sand check? Yes, <laughs> please give really me a sand roll. encountering people you only see in a dream. Yes, please give me a sand roll. Uh, 32 is a pass. You lose zero. I will keep my mouth shut. All right. <laughs> For now. <laughs> Edith's truck returns to the observatory. You guys all hear the truck pulling up. And you guys have had uh, some good uh, games of cards and uh, drinks with uh, Dimitri and Vasile. And Dimitri and Vasile are like, oh, okay, yeah, I think it's time for us to, uh, we've been up for a while. We're going to turn in. They seem to be, you know, accustomed you, to this. Uh, don't you want to try and win some of your money back? <laughs> you are, you're a very, very funny American. Very sure. Tomorrow, tomorrow. We'll play tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. All right. I drank too much. Oh my God. Oh. I hear them outside. Here they come. This, this hey, book is you, very interesting. Hope you boys ain't tired yet. Oh. Uh, well, maybe a little drunk. That's okay. You can still use a shovel while you're drunk, right? What, what do you mean a shovel? I kind of gesture with the map that I got under the coffee table, we found where the meteorite fell. We're going to mm. go get it. Oh, dude, tell. Can't we do that tomorrow? Nobody's no, going to run we, off with it tonight. We need to go now. My mother um, went to go. This She's acting in a very odd manner. This is not like her. She took a truck full of produce and left, lied to me about where she was going and headed in us, that direction. She says she didn't see it fall. Uh, she tried to point us in the wrong direction. Something's a little odd. And uh, yeah, it's right. it's all sorts of strange. So if you want to, there's some tools uh, out in the shed. I don't think I'm understanding what you're saying. Something Here, about let, produce and... Look, just I'll, I'll explain it to you. Just come help me get some supplies out of the shed here. I oh. have a book to read. Uh, Zebedee, Zebedee, this is important. You're both in weight. You also the book look... is enlightening. I think, Mr. Cordova, you should actually get some rest. Oh, you look a little... Um, well, weary. Zeb, you look weary. I, I think you need some fresh air, Zeb. Just, just take a no, moment. No, I need to finish the book. 
The, the well, book will be there in the morning. Heavy book to finish in one night. I've been reading on the train already. And you've been blowing rather there. ominously there tonight. I think that you should stop doing that. It's very scary. Why? Why is it scary? Zeta? I don't know. You're glowing red right now, and it's very frightening. Please Reading stop. A book. Come with us. Get out into the fresh air. We'll all help. sleep better for it. Your aura is off the charts. I would appreciate any help that you could give me in, in helping my mother. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're digging produce? No, no. Look. Look, Zeno. We're, we're bringing... A meteorite back here, a but we need the tools to retrieve it to put it in the back of the truck. Okay. And, and you found okay. you found the, the meteor. Yes, we believe we, we found know a promising fell. map. Okay. Uh, okay. That all makes but sense. We're not going to look at the truck anywhere near it. I think we should bring the, the a wheelbarrow the, behind us, or at least buckets. Yes, we need definitely need something to haul it. But uh, Edith's mother, uh, Sylvia, seems to be. She's well, we acting very strangely. Acting she's acting strangely. very strangely. She, she's misdirected us. Um, she lied to us about knowing where it fell. And then when I pressed her, she she then changed her story, but told us it was in the opposite direction of where this is and where she went. Is is she senile? I've always known her to be strong-willed and strong mind, but I'm oh. I'm very concerned. And the produce, you said she's taking the produce. With her. Maybe that's a ruse to the throw you of off. The produce is unclear. Why? Yes, Why but I do think we should we should uh, deliberate on route. I'll, I'll I'll follow along. All right, but you might leading, have to explain things to me a few times. All right, but le leading drunk Zeno out to the shed to get some tools, <laughs> and Cornelius, and, and if they're coming with me, then I want to whisper to him. Uh, also, the man who we saw in the library in Ulthar, who had. The aqua Akadonin is oh, here. Oh yes, the, is the, he here? The bone handled knife. Yes, he's here in the woods, near mm -hmm. the spot. Oh, then we should definitely get going. That means that he's probably from here. Yeah, we we need to speak with him. Well, um, he also, must know what's going on. Also, one of the very nice Russian gentlemen showed me some newspaper clippings from a while back. It talked about a meteor that was discovered in Arkham that seemed to evaporate. Yes, the, you... uh, <laughs> the enigma of the sublimating meteor. I, I've heard I've heard the stories. Uh, some of those old old uh, old gents are still professors. They're my colleagues. Uh, they certainly love to tell that story, but <laughs> well have they ever speculated as to what it might have been made out of that it would I mean, I, things sublimate when they're exposed to heat. They transfer right from a solid to a gas, uh, but surviving the intensity of the atmosphere, uh, all of that would have sublimated away rather quickly. Oh, so, okay, okay. I'm just hearing this right now. Well, uh, wah, I'm sorry I asked. Wah, physics, hey, hang on, hang on. astrology, wah, it, wah. Long, I, I, will, I will come with you, but not to help that woman, Edith, whatever her name is, not to help her and her mother, but to find that man and his bone-handled knife. Well, I'm glad that you'll come for some reason, but 
If you I have to do people. some digging. You have to do some digging. We're That's all good do for some you. Digging. Well, Does... I guess I can close the book for now. You see, he obeys me. Does Doctor be a lot of digging, honestly? Does Doctor Saladin share with us the other article, the the recent one about the glowing green? Oh yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. there was supposedly one a few few days ago. He said glowing green. And it is that impacted. normal? Does that does that stand up to standard black body uh, coloring? No. Yeah, green is not in the slightest. That is that I know. And well, didn't yeah. it mention in that article? Didn't you just say that the article it, it crashed up north atop the mountain? That's just where you guys are saying yes, that you're on, your right mom. on the map. It's it's all pointing to right here. Then we we must go see what's going on here. But I mean, the mystery of the sublimating meteor that hit in the woods near Arkham. I mean, they were saying that that was showing some weird colors too. But can I get some uh, coffee before we go? And can we continue and? Frederick, shut up. Don't tell him to shut up. That's not very rude. I don't come to your place you to shut up. Oh, Zeb. Zeb, it's okay, Zeb. It's okay. That book is teaching a bad manners as far as... This man is my best friend. Don't tell him to shut up. I... I'm going to get some coffee and then we can go. Sorry, um, Dr. Long. I am sorry. Does a compass seem to be, be behaving normally? Currently, sure. Yeah. It, you know, it's dark in the woods. We'll only be able to see lat- lanterns right around us. Mm-hmm. Just spinning around a little bit and making sure that um, yeah, it's what I know is the cardinal directions makes sense. Good. Well, well, surely Miss Thomas can't see in the dark. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Is your mother, is that, are, is she a Thomas still? Oh, no, Miss Edwards. Um, I, no, she, I'm assuming She's she brought England. some. Yeah. England, she sorry. went back to her uh, maiden name, England. Oh. I'm assuming she brought lanterns with her. Yeah, I mean, she, she must be able oh, to dear. see somewhere. In there. So you I'm guys go to the shed. You guys go to the shed to get some tools. Uh, the shed is uh, uh, quite large. It's like a very large garage uh, because not only are there plenty of hand wielding tools in there. There's also a, uh, basically like a bulldozer tractor, right? It's got a bulldozer uh, blade, shovel front blade on it, and a fully enclosed cabin for the tractor. Um, So it looks like there's, you know, like one piece of super heavy duty construction equipment, drivable construction equipment, tracked vehicle, uh, and then a whole bunch of uh, hand tools, so... We should have, each have a lantern. We should bring two or three yeah. shovels, two or three pails, uh, maybe two compasses to be on the safe side, perhaps a pickaxe. And that shouldn't overload any of us personally. Based on this map, uh, I think that we might as well set out on foot northwest mm. rather than. I mean, I don't think there's any driving track that's going to get us closer to this circle. Is that how you read this, Long? I, I believe if we go back to if we go back to the ranch first and follow her tracks up, I mean, it'd be 
I mean, if you're already going to bring all this produce there, I don't believe that was a ruse. Um, she was loading it long before we showed up. Uh, but I wouldn't want to walk all that up somewhere. She must know a way to drive there. Doesn't it seem that she must be feeding something? The produce? Why take produce? Are there, Edith, are there any any homes up top the mountain or maybe like a small village? In the Indian No, tribes? this is this is uh, the only homes around uh, us in the observatory, the fire tower, and my mother's ranch, the only ones around. So theoretically, nothing's up there. I mean, no, no dwellings, no people. Nothing. Well, this, is, this is between this where this is located is kind of in the middle of us, the ranch, and the fire tower. So unless they are hiding a whole town <laughs> right under our nose. Uh... Do foxes eat vegetables and fruits? I'm sure they eat some fruits and vegetables. Well, time's a wasting. Let's gather our torches, right. tools, and, and see before, what's afoot. Before we go, I want to talk. They're known to grapes after all. The uh, the fire tower. There. Oh, you want to you want to radio the fire tower? Yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go get coffee. Okay. Uh, yes, I'll I'll walk you over to the radio. We can get that sorted. Um, do we have the like the number? Why don't you give me an electrical repair roll? Why is there something wrong with the radio? <laughs> Ask regular success. All right, you are able to use the radio well enough that uh, you realize it can only be within a certain uh, frequency, a certain band, mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, so you catch it. You get the right one. Um, you squelch it, and uh, you can hear uh, Robert Marshall, Bob Marshall, mm -hmm. uh, respond and. Uh, uh, he says, uh, uh, fire tower 14. How can I help uh, you? Hi, Bob. This is um, Edith over at the observatory. Um, we have some guests here that are interested in talking with you and viewing the fire tower itself. Um, are you available anytime soon? I don't know. Dr. Long, are you yeah. wanting to? Uh... Sorry. Uh, this is... Uh... Dr. Long, I'm visiting from Miskatonic University. Uh, I'm uh, Ranger Marshall. Oh, it's nice to meet you. I just heard uh, there's some news papers about a, a meteor that supposedly fell near here just the other day. Uh, I'm just wondering if you spotted where it fell from that tower of yours. Yeah, uh, from the tower, you can see uh, it seemed to cut, the, cut a, quite a swath through some trees but uh we had some men on the ground and well we couldn't seem to find an impact uh funniest thing it see it came in real low it was quite the sight uh i had a i had a pretty good view of it and it it just tore through the tops of these trees um and uh by god i i would have assumed that it would have struck the ground but i guess it didn't oh well, it didn't cause any fires or anything Thankfully, no. I was able to keep a close eye on it for uh, any uh, any fires, and nothing ignited. Nothing, but uh, so no no light or anything. Seemed to burn itself out as as it was passing through those trees. Well, I'm definitely glad to hear that. 
I suppose I wouldn't be at the observatory right now if there was a great forest fire on our hands. Yeah, true. It's so funny. The the light was so the light it, it, it was so deceptive because honestly, if there was no impact, it, it had to have been minuscule or it just burned up. It definitely tore through the tops of the trees. You can even see the scar. Uh, well, during the day, you can see the scar where it, it sheared some of those trees. Uh, and it just seemed like it was so big, but no impact. So it must have been a trick of the light. Uh, that, is, that is quite fascinating. Um, well, if you wouldn't mind if we stopped over, uh, I don't know, it's uh, tomorrow early in the evening. Um, before we begin our work here. Uh, I'd love to take a look at that, uh, at that scar, if you don't mind. Love to have the company. Well, hey, it was great meeting you, Marshall, or at least talking with you over the radio. Same, Dr. Long. Look forward to seeing you. Yes, take care of yourself. Fire Tower 14 out. Well, he's a, he's a lovely chap, but it seems that he saw where it came in. It scarred some trees pretty bad, but he didn't. He doesn't see a crater, and they couldn't find a crater. They weren't looking for it. So, and where this is the, odd. The trajectory of where he said it came in was from atop the mountain. Yep, and it shore a path through the trees between him and us. Well, this so if there was going to be an impact, this spot on the map. I have a feeling. Uh... Sylvia might know where this is. Well, that's this is her map. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Randomly drawing circles. Yeah, I think here looks good somewhere in the western United States. <laughs> All right. So what's the general feeling about going on foot versus trying to find Miss England's truck? How dangerous is it? Are there precipices? I, I guess it depends if, I mean, if Edith wants to take her truck uh, through the wilderness or follow in other, another path that's already been. I'm happy to take the truck and I mean, there are predators out there and like, it's quite it, dark. Yeah, bears, mountain lions, this might not be the best idea at night. But if but, you make noise, they won't come here. But also, your mom's doing this alone, so. It's very strange. I don't. Well, I don't I'm, I'm for one to following, uh, following in the, the path that, Sylvia's made up there, if we can find it. Yeah. I agree, and plus, the, the lot of us should also scare any predator away. So. If that's your preference, I'll ride in the back. Let me put another um, muffler on. That's all. Excellent. This, this will be good air for you, Zeb. Good air. It'll be just mm. like being pulled off the front. Cornelius, uh, I have to speak to you before we go. What, what is it? What is it, Zeb? Uh, I feel awful. I didn't. I didn't mean to tell Long to shut up. I. Something is, I don't know, something is changing. I'd, but I, I don't trust 
this situation, this Edith, I also think Edith's mother is, I don't know, gone maybe, I don't know, and everything's so weird. Yeah, I remember you, yeah. Yeah, these things have been very, very weird lately, and, uh, Are we sure? Well, I think we continue. What what is this woman up to? This whatever's going on is so far too weird, and my mind I don't know. Well, after after we check in on this, uh, we we should we should just kind of pull back and and get some rest. I, I really think you. Uh, uh, we've all been there before, Zep. Nothing to be ashamed of. Just, just uh, getting getting shaken, like a little shell shock. This goddamn book, Cornelius. It's, it's a whisper. I feel it's whispering to me. Yeah, it does sound fascinating, shake. but it. I think you need fresh air, Zep. I think I just give give the book a little bit of a break. I, I need to read. I need to read it. it. It's not going anywhere. We can make sure we can we can get back to it. I think for you to get the most out of it, you probably need some fresh air and a little distance. It's just like studying back in college. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to take a break and 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 get some get some air. This will be good for you. I think Dr. Saladin would agree with me. You could even I ask him. I think he needs to stop making that face that's scaring the shit out of me. Well, what face? See now, what face? Your eyes are all... There's nothing wrong. I'm fine. You need to take care of yourself. Are you on any kind of medication? Well, if I was, it would be on your request. Yeah, I haven't given you anything. <laughs> well, Just... then I'm not on anything, am I? Well, let's let's put the book down in, in the house. We can keep it nice and secure. And then we'll go off, get some good fresh air. Yes, I... And, and help, help Edith. I'll go hide it in the, the hay. I'll bury it. Know where, where the mule's going to eat it. So put it in the hay where the mule eats. Or perhaps you should, but I'm curious myself. It's going to be damp and dirty out there. You should leave it in the house somewhere. Yes, I will. I'll deal with a book. Okay. Can we please stop dallying? I I apologize, Edith. I don't know what's keeping 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 <laughs> keeping my companions so long. I I will walk out after hiding the book and walk up to Frederick and I apologize for telling you to shut up. Apologies, exactly. I don't know what came over me. Uh, uh, yes. 
so, so weird. It's all a bit too much. I believe you might owe Miss Thomas an apology as well, but can we, uh, why don't you ride the back I'm and sorry, with Mr. me? We'll get fresh air. Yes, just wonderful fresh air. Yes. May I sit in the front? Why, why is he no come sit in the back? Because with I'm me. going to throw up if I sit in the back. We can have conversations. All right. Uh, so everyone gets into the truck. Uh, Dr. Saladin is uh, in the cab, it sounds like. Anybody else riding in the cab with Saladin oh, since, and Edith? Since Zeno has decided that we are such best friends. Uh... What, you? Yeah, no. <laughs> don't, 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 don't flatter yourself. Uh, all right. It is a, a, a quick 10-minute drive. Uh, back to the area where you're close enough to the uh, close enough to the ranch, but um, there are some uh, incredibly uh, infrequently used uh, trails that go higher into the mountains that you can turn here and start a a, a zigzag that goes. Uh, higher and higher into the woods in this area. This is truly going to be uh, off-roading it. I'll try, try my best to follow the trail that we think Sylvia went down. All right. Give me a drive auto roll, please. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh. Uh oh. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, you know, the truck is pitching and you guys are, 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 are slow going as it, as it's going on. It's, uh, it's quite violently rocking as you're, as you're going up and forward and sideways, you know, but the truck seems to still be holding its footing, uh, as you guys are making your way up and down. Uh, the sky is blotted out as you're fully under the canopy of trees. Um, uh, there's lots of thick evergreens that you guys are uh, rolling through and past. Um, uh, so you eventually get to a point where um, uh, Edith doesn't seem that she can take the truck any further without that successful role she's gotten to a point she's like we're, we're, we gotta hoof it from here oh keeper yes uh chatted you oh uh yeah go ahead please sorry i missed that no worries before we get More. out of the car I'm going to turn to Dr. Long and say, is your friend all right? He seems to have a very odd manner about him. Which one? Um, Mr. Cordova, I think. Yeah, he, he served with the Doughboys over oh. in Europe. I see. I see. Came back half-baked. Oh, 
Uh, long, I think that we're about uh, twice as far from the circle in the map as we were at the observatory based on how far south we went and how slowly we went up this rutted path. Is there any sign of a reflection that could be Ms. England's vehicle through the forest? Uh, yeah, your your uh, visibility is uh, nearly nothing now that the uh, that darkness tr has truly enveloped you, and with all the trees here, your visibility just has. Even if it was daytime, your visibility would be uh, uh, very limited just due to the uh, woodlands. Well, if if we knew the exact spot, uh, it would have been faster at this point to have walked, but. I think that uh, we might have wasted quite a deal of time wandering about where these uh, the ruts of the Sylvia's tires will take us right to where she went. You guys, this, if I stoop with the lantern, John, is it clear that there's like freshly smashed foliage on these ruts? Um, make, you can make a tracking roll, and as a group you guys are collectively looking at this map that frederick found so if someone felt confident with navigation they could consult the map and uh and do do something like that i have a little cartography i also rolled a miraculous eight for my 10 track uh yes you do find that there are some fresh tire tracks uh leading uh that away uphill <clears throat> Um, Zeb, what, uh, what's that bulge in your jacket, Zeb? We're, we didn't bring the book with us, now did we? No, what are you on about? It is my gun, Cornelius. In the front of your chest. Yes, it's my gun. Oh dear! I'm gonna lean over to Zeno. I feel so much safer. Check. <laughs> Crazy, eyed, glowing red man has now <laughs> got a gun. Um, Cornelius, you can do a uh, psychology. Uh, oh god, ninety-one. <laughs> it's hard to tell in the dark in the back of a truck. My gun. Maybe, probably. All right, okay. All right, just just doesn't two. seem likely, but okay, maybe. You know, one of those box-shaped guns. Yeah. Yes, you are too. Keep keep yourself, Cornelius. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Do you, does anybody see the the tire tracks? I I can't see to make them out. Why don't we stop yeah. the truck for a moment? Get the truck out is and see if we can. The truck has been stopped for quite a bit, Zeno. Are you? Oh, you got to sober up. Still, everything. Everything's still spinning for him. Cornelius, if you'll please accompany Zeb, I don't want him to stumble in the dark. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll stay with my buddy Zeb. I I've got I've got a clear track here in this spot of mud. Um. And it, it match, you know, so this rut is uh, related. Is it, you know, it's, it's, it seems clear this is the way. 
Yeah, you you have you feel confident now that you've caught that track. You feel confident that you can follow it. So I've got a, a coil of rope over my shoulder and a lantern in that hand, and a pipe clenched between my teeth, uh, and a pickaxe over the other shoulder, and I will take point. All right. You guys begin begin your march into the woods in the dark. Everyone make a listen roll. Oh, great. 005. 29 is a success, but not as impressive as Cornelius's success. Uh, everyone who makes a successful listen roll, you guys hear um, sounds in the dark that um, seem quite mysterious some kind of it's a natural world go ahead well nope a 63 is not good enough it certainly doesn't seem natural if it is it's something that you're completely unfamiliar with is thomas what is that noise I um I didn't get a good listen. Maybe coyotes, they 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 sound strange. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Mm, sometimes coyotes sound like that a little bit. I also there are an abundance, I'm sure, of night birds in this sort of place. Mm. And with our lanterns and the truck before us, there's a lot of disturbance. I wouldn't <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> How close are these sounds? <laughs> Tom, make a sanity roll. <laughs> Went right through my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 scared like a little girl. <laughs> Don't insult little girls. I'm scared, I'm scared like, like a scared little girl. girl. <laughs> mm. uh, awesome. So it takes uh, about another 20 minutes on foot. Uh, and you're, you're making this steady uphill. And eventually you see that you're entering into uh, what looks like a, uh, a ravine. Um, and uh, it's a bit of a clearing, but just at the edge of the ravine, um, you guys find Sylvia's pickup truck. There it is. Oh. Is it the lights are off in it? Lights are off, engines off, it's parked. Is there produce still in the back? Sylvia's not here, and there's no produce in the back. How much it, produce was in there, Miss Thomas? It was full. It was full. crates and it was stuff. full of produce. Like six crates. At the back of the truck where you would offload, what type of prints are there going? I'm sure, is it just her prints, or does it look like something, someone helped her? Tracking roll, please. Yeah, surely the ground must be a little soft. 
A 95. Soft, but it's also been multiple stamped over and, you know, then the, the tr vehicle tracks are in there. Hard to right, tell. By the look of these footprints, Cornelius, you were here unloading the truck. How could have I forgotten? Is there anything in the cab? Cab is empty. Mm. Let's is this ravine on the map? Say that again. Is this ravine on the map? Yes, it's circled on your map. Okay, but so this no. is a—is it a divot in the ridge? Yeah, or it looks like a um, uh, it looks like here. Uh, there's two abrupt, uh, steep uh, mountains. You know, kind of jutting up from this area. So you're kind of in a ravine area. Mm -hmm. um, uh, friends, let's all uh, turn our lanterns off or very low for a moment and see if there's any light visible or that we're not generating. That's a grand idea. I'll turn my flashlight off. So as do I. Yeah, same. Okay. You guys all extinguish your lights and now, you know, the... Uh, the it's a it's a fairly only partly cloudy sky so you can still see lots of uh of the night sky stars have come out um and they are uh doing some illumination um everyone can do a combination listen and spot hidden so it needs to be below both uh you're making two separate checks for two separate things 96. Oh my god, and 92. It's been just 99. Fail on the listen. Hard pass on the spot hidden. Okay. I also got two 90s. Wow. <laughs> One wow. and four. If, if my rolls were flipped, <laughs> it would have been different. But how it worked out, I failed both. You did? No, I failed both. Dr. Oh. Saladin. Both. <laughs> I got 80s so the, and 90s. The so, so only success was the spot hidden for yes, Zebedee. From, from me. The crazy oh, guy. The, the same the, the same the guy here. who's glowing. I don't know where so, the glow is going. Um uh, so uh you just hear the night noises um and you're as you guys are in the dark, uh, you're straining your senses as your eyes and ears do their absolute best to, to kind of reach out and probe the darkness. Um, and especially, it seems pretty legit for all these city fellas. You just, you guys aren't, aren't catching anything. Edith, you also don't catch anything. Uh, Zebedee, as you're, uh, you know, straining and, you know, looking and listening, um, you look off to what is your left but you're still kind of looking uphill a bit and um uh you see uh almost what looks like a a a, a man who almost looks like he's illuminated in white um but you see what you believe is the albino uh the albino native american from uh, the library in Ulthar and uh, he seems to be moving through trees and then you just lost sight of him so he was probably about 35 yards away from you and he was near a tree line 
and then he he clearly went deeper into the tree line and and maybe even is heading heading uphill a little bit and has disappeared mm, the, the man in white the white the albino and i start to walk off in that direction and all the rest will just hear me mumbling to myself okay. zebedee's mumbling as he's walking away so I, i'm looking over to see what zeb's doing He's just walking with the Zap, Zap, yeah. where are you going? Yeah, he he's there. I see him. I it's saw who? him, didn't you? Who? Who's the albino there? man. The man. The bone handled knife man. The man you who know, could have taken my life. Oh Frederick, you didn't you mention that you s- thought you saw him here too? Not by I saw somebody out here in the woods driving up to the observatory. Well, right, so well, I am. I am just oh, walking Zebedee, off. Where, I, I turn on my flashlight. Where did Zebedee go? <laughs> so dark. He's, he's here. He's walking this way. Yeah, I'm with he sees something. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like uh, Zebedee and Cornelius, you're following. Yeah. The Zebedee and Cornelius are now walking. Uh, instead of walking uh, like the the length of the ravine that you're in, which heads pretty much straight north from where you're at. They're walking at a slight angle that is taking them in a in a northwesterly direction. Uh, as they're heading for the edge of the ravine, it's wooded, and and that's where part of the of the mountain slope is is going up quite abruptly. Which these two up you know upward slopes are kind of creating this faux ravine up here in the uh, in the mountains here with you. But uh, yeah, they're kind of heading off towards that edge instead of the length of the uh, of the ravine that you're in and and if based on this map are they headed closer to the circle than this ravine if you were to walk the length of the ravine to the opposite end of where you're at now that would be where the circle is uh but they're not quite heading that way but they're they're also not walking away from it they're they're kind of tangenting a little bit off from it well i'm sore just from that truck ride i'll take the low road uh I, it's fine with me. We'll be able to see each other probably. With I mean, we'll be able to see each other's lanterns, lanterns frequently. Yeah, that stands the, to reason. Through the growth. Well, but we're in the woods. We shouldn't split up. Just pretend it's a city, Saladin. You'll be fine. Just pretend you're going down a dark alley between two well lit streets. It's the same thing. But, but he, there could be a precipice. Well, that's why we have lanterns. Don't step into a big dark hole that's right in front of you. I'm not going that direction with Zebedee because he's acting very strangely. Yes, come come, come with us. We'll head, we'll head for the circle. While we do, I want to look at the trees. I want to see if I can see any scarring. <clears throat> Give me a natural gonna, world. We're going to illuminate the bottom branches sadly okay look oh nine that's an extreme success i can pass natural world without luck sometimes um yeah so as you turn around and kind of look at a slightly southerly direction um you do see where it looks like you know tree line tree line tree line tree line but then suddenly in that certain area that you're looking back at you can see almost like a U cut out shape in the tops of the trees kind of coming in your general direction. It looks like something did smash through those trees. Look, and 
create a scar, right? This is where the object hit. Right through those trees, and it goes. Does it look? It's heading right to where the circle is. Yeah, it looks like if you were to trace that imaginary line, it should go to the north end of this little ravine. Well, whatever it fell, it definitely fell in the circle. So. Zebedee, Cornelius, you guys make it to that uh, tree line. Um, there's nobody here. What do you guys do? You're now you're now right at where the the rock, uh, gr you know, the rock and the ground takes a very abrupt uh, vertical track. So it's 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 scalable, but uh, you would probably need to do a climb roll. Zeb, how close was he? Was he just here? Just like 30, 40 feet away, or was he far away when you saw him? Zebedee, you feel like you're now standing in the spot where you just saw him. Yeah, and, and about, he was. So about how far was that then? Like about 35 yards. Oh, 35 yards. Oh, so he could be way far away. Yeah, Zeb, there's there's no way to know which way he, he's gone. And maybe during the day we'd have a chance, but this is there's, we have no which way he went. We have no idea. He's here and he might be able to help me with the, the whispers. The... He might be able to help, but wandering blindly through a woods, we aren't going to find it. Why is he here, Cornelius? Why? He's a man from our dreams. Why is he here? Yeah, I, here? I recall him well. He had a knife to my throat, Cornelius. That bastard. But it feels but, like I always have a knife at my throat at the minute. And at that, at that, you guys hear a voice yell out, Edith, God damn it, what are you doing up here? And it's Sylvia. And she seems to be approaching almost out of the darkness. She's coming back towards her truck from the... Uh, northern end of this ravine uh, you know swathed in shadow she now is coming close enough and uh, and you can see here now in starlight and moonlight that's filtering through uh, and, and there she is what are you doing up here who are these people I told you to just leave it alone Other, they're visitors from the observatory and they were wanting to see where the meteor landed I, we had uh, spoken to Bob at the Firewatch, and he directed us in this general direction. We've been trying to find it. Have you seen it? No, and people have been looking for it, and it's not here. It can't be found. It didn't even fall. It, it burned up on entry. Well, what are you doing out here, then? Don't you worry about my business. Now, get on out of here. Get. Um, you can't. This is public property, Mother. You can't stop me from being out here. You can do a psychology roll. Uh, again, with a bonus die because it's your mother. It'd be a penalty die too, depending on family relations. <laughs> Roll not tonight, no. <laughs> yeah, she just seems cross. Mrs. England, uh, far be it from me, a stranger in these parts, um, are you using uh, the tunnel the object made is a sort of root cellar? You are correct. It is far be it for you to even ask. 
Now get well, out of these woods. We are here as part of a substantial scientific inquiry regarding astronomical affairs and uh, whatever object burned through the canopy, as you can see here and there, whatever that is, is a matter of public interest. She's looking up with you. There's all kinds of animals around here. It's not safe to be out here. You should go on back to your observatory. <laughs> now everyone can hear a weird sound. What was that? It's the it's the animals. Could be bear. It's it need for your own safety. We should probably leave. You felt safe coming out here by yourself. Get in my truck. Everybody get in the truck. I'll take you back uh, back downhill. Are you feeding them? Them? Whatever's making that noise? Native Americans? Have you seen anyone around here, Mother? There's a tribe up here, isn't there? There's no one up here. It's time to leave now. Cornelius, what if it's a man? What if he makes weird noises? He doesn't. We heard him speak. Let's go back to the others. Cornelius and Zebedee. You guys are away from the group. You, um, you know, could hear Sylvia. You know, not clearly talking, but you heard her when she initially shouted for Edith. And then after they talked for a little bit, then there was that that weird sound, and it seemed really close to you guys. You guys turn, and um, you guys see a figure near you, but this figure. This is this is an approximation of the figure, the figure that's standing before you. Um, the uh, the the uh, right side of his face and his right arm and and part of his right side of his ribs are denuded of hair and the flesh is looking blistered and part of the skull. Uh, the flesh is, is is so gone that you see uh, bone ridges in the skull. I need both of you to make sand rolls, please. Hey, Laura, I don't think this is the albino man. 006. I failed by two. <laughs> Why do I have such low sanity? Such low sanity. Uh, yes. Uh, so let's have uh, for the success. Where did it go here? For the success, lose uh, one. For the failure, uh, and this is also due to the to the grotesque. Uh, injuries or mutations that you see on him, uh, lose a d6 plus one. Whew. Just free. Just, just free. <laughs> and as, it's, as it stands before you, you <clears throat> hear it again go <clears throat> and we'll end our scenario there tonight. That's crazy. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Holly Buto, Stuart Lipley, Josh Harwood, David Gasway, and myself with John Hook as the Keeper of the Secrets. 
We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.